This is Julia Sotis, and you're listening to A Different Reality. What else is possible beyond this reality that you haven't yet chosen? Welcome to a different reality podcast. I'm your host, Julia Sotis, and I am together with a wonderful friend of mine, uh, George Ho from Taiwan, from Taipei. And but he's kind of a man of the world. He's lived everywhere from Texas to you've lived in Europe too, I'm sure, haven't you, George? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and so, whoop, yeah. Multiple places. Yeah. Where all have you lived? That's just a fun topic. I'd love to hear. Where have I lived? Well, the first place, well, the, mostly in the United States, but the first place I ever lived was Dallas, Texas. <laughs> oh so, my God. yeah, yeah. And, and I moved, I moved to Texas from Taiwan because um, my parents, <laughs> parents wanted me to have an American. <laughs> That's just ridiculous in a great way. Yeah, it is. Well, and I and I used to have a Texas draw when I when I you know because that's the first place I ever lived in the U.S. and I was you know still in elementary school so and learning how to speak English so I picked up from you know my surroundings so I spoke with a oh. Texas accent back then. <laughs> and Dallas is just so Texas, you know. It's like that's like yeah, and like and you still have a little bit of Texas in your voice. When I met you, I was like, wow, there's a lot going on in that accent. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but but then right uh, but after three years, I I went to I got sent to a boarding school in New Hampshire of all places, so almost opposite ends of the United States. So so and Gosh, it was uh, such an accent in New Hampshire too. I mean, that's such a strong New England accent, isn't it? Mm, so I, I was I was not as aware, but uh, but but my my classmates in, in New Hampshire are they're mostly from New York City, but you know from from you know Manhattan and then they were very perplexed by me because I arrived in New Hampshire at this boarding school you know speaking English with a little bit of a Texas straw but I'm Asian <laughs> so they were a little confused. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so, mm-hmm. great. so you've mm-hmm. always you know you've always been different and you've always you know lived sort of not I don't know you've not ever been a conventional kind of guy and and you are an artist like that is your your career path and i'd i'd love to i mean you you're also a facilitator of access consciousness and an artist so you've sort of got these dual careers going on and uh, it's kind of an amazing thing so can you just tell me a little bit more about how you became an artist and then we can kind of tie the two things together oh okay well at first well I mean, there is a little bit of an art background when I was growing up, but more from the business side, because actually my mother was a gallerist. She owned a very prominent gallery in Taiwan, and that and that she started in the 1970s, and it was a very progressive art gallery. You know, they she showed like like installation art and and performance art before you know when people thought you know art, art in the you know, 70s. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Performance art was actually very common already in the, you know, in Europe, in the U.S., like in the 1960s. So, so you know, we were in Taiwan. It was just like, like a following, you know, the the footsteps of the West to, you know, to to present that kind of art. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so so when I was little, like I would hang out 
in my mother's gallery during summer vacation. When I, when, oh, this is the thing. I lived in Texas, but my parents didn't come with me. I lived with my aunt. You know, they, my parents just sent me away. So I was like living with my aunt in Texas and learning English. For three years. <laughs> yeah, for three years. And, and, and during the summer break, when I did go back uh, to Taiwan, um, then that's when I, I will hang out in my mom's gallery. And so I got a little exposure to the business side, you know, seeing all these artists coming through and getting to talk to them, even though I was kind of preteen at the time. But, and then, and so, so, so at first I thought I was going to be, um, well, I thought, well, if I'm going to do something that has to do with um, aesthetics and art, you know, I want to mix it with something practical, like a business thing. So, so I thought, oh, I'll be an architect. <laughs> so when I was at college, at first, I, I actually majored in design and, and I wasn't doing fine art. Hmm, cool. Thinking, and then, you know, but it was not until later in life I find that, okay, a lot of my architect friends are not making their ends meet either. So, you know, architects are starving just as artists are, well, sort of, interesting point Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister went to architecture <laughs> school and she's like, no, thank you. That's not going to work. <laughs> right. But anyway, so so it was not till I finished college or at towards the end of college when I did actually a full um, because there were a lot of elective uh, space for elective classes. So I did a lot of fine arts classes, paintings and drawings. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, if I'm going to be a creative person, you know, you know, I just, I just have to go for it. And, and not, you know, and because it's like choosing architecture, is like kind of like totally from like a head, well, at that time, looking back now, it's kind of like a headspace, you know, oh, I've got to be practical, but I want to, you know, have the, 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 the aesthetics at the same time. But, you know, but then I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go for it because like, I like to be a, a full throttle creative person and, and, and just um, do fine art. So right. and, and that, that's actually, I mean, that, that's actually what I was going for, but, you know, but without, without doing, think, thinking about how to, you know, thinking about how to make it work. So, so then I went to art school after college in New York City. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you went to college in Taipei? No, no, no. All I was I was educated in the US from sixth grade on through uh, on college and through art school. So, okay. so I, I lived in the United States for a total of 24 years. Okay, got it. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a huge portion of your life. Yeah. So, okay. so I'm sorry, where's your undergrad from? Um, I was in at Harvard in Boston, in Cambridge. You went to Harvard for your undergrad. So cool. Yeah, so that's that, and that's another really interesting topic too, because like, you know, like uh, one of the things I love about Access is that I don't because in Access we don't ever like Gary never asks us where we went to school or you know what our background is. We, you know, we he just takes us for what we are at this moment and and what's the possible totally. what we can choose and and what's the possibility. So so totally. in Access, yeah. So in Access is the first time I kind of was. I mean, I like to joke and he said, I really find relief from not, not having to say that I went to Harvard and have, and have it be significant or mean anything to anybody. So totally. that was kind of cool. It is cool. <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me because like, you know, in Access, it's like, there's just such a sense of like, somebody that you haven't even known technically for that long. Like, there's just such a sense of um, like, I don't know, deep, a deep friendship isn't really the right words, but just a sense of like communion. And like, you really know that person. And like, I'll be like, have this amazing friendship with somebody for like six or seven years. And I don't even know what their job is. (laughs) You know, it's so mm -hmm. cool. I love it. It's totally rad. 
Mm -hmm. And and I wonder now that you brought that up, I wonder what if you know that that just make me reminds me of like the our, the recent conversation Dane has with us about like being uh, having a direct access to to energy and not having the mind in a way, you know, not having that digestive system of this reality. And, 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 and I think that's what it is when we, when we meet people and access, it's like we go for the direct energetic um, experience. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I, so with the, okay, so something that I've seen you explore and like really use and take is the symphony of possibilities energy and like, mm-hmm. um, like more so than almost anybody I've ever seen. And um, so you are... So can you just, I mean, talk a little bit about what the Symphony of Possibilities energy is? Actually, I think I met you, the first time I ever met you was in Toronto at a Symphony of Possibilities class. Exactly. I remember 2014 in July, yeah. my first live, that was my first live SOP class. It was my second SOP class. Yeah. But we've been pals for seven years. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> Okay. So, so yeah, so, yeah. I just would love to hear about it because you really, really um, use these amazing energies to transform things, and I just, yeah, it's amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it first started just as a, as just like a, like, um, like a, I don't know if like, uh, like a, like an instinct is the right word, but when, when I, when, well, I started access full uh, more. Uh, I had my first foundation class in 2013, and then that's when. Um, um, when um, Dane was just introducing the SOP class, and 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 you remember back when that's when like he even actually stopped ESB as a class, and and we went straight from COP into SOP, and that's when right. I started accent. So I, so I went straight, and when I heard about SOP, there was just just this urge this, um, that that's that I cannot put words to. Is that okay? This, this is the thing I got got to do this you know and it's like I don't care if the world crumbles if the earth falls apart I'm gonna do SOP yeah, and so, so yep. yeah so 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 and then and then when I then I went went into it and of course there's the, the session part of it you know because when we're in class like you know they have us trade sessions and and and, and that kind of thing but but to me as and, and 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 sorry I'm like my mind is like I'm just like everybody else in access like all ADD, ADHD and mind going in like I know break. totally <laughs> I know but, um but at first um of course there's a, I was saying there's the the, the quote-unquote class um class sort of uh structure part where we're like trading sessions and then afterwards I was trading a lot with people online and then I was doing private sessions but then I was like wait a minute it's about um living and being the energy all the time so so that's when I start looking into um, applying it also into just my day-to-day living and also into the way my, my paint. When we brought up the conversation about me being a painter or artist. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I do, now I actually do my painting as like, or, or prepare shows like, and treating them like an SOP session. Mm. Mm. And, and yeah, well, I'll, I'll be more, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail here. It's like, for example, like, and, and and there's a little bit of that, um, a, a little bit of a talk to the entities element here too. And I know you're also a talk to the entities facilitator, so maybe. Yes, I know. love the topic of working with the entities and my well, 
we can talk about that later, but the spirits of the earth and just, but that's very, that's very mm-hmm. much in line with the symphony of possibilities energy that you're about to talk about. Like oh, there's totally. such a plethora of magical energy out there. So go please. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so, so this thing is like, Oh, so talk to the entities, like introduce me to the concept, concept of like, what, what normal people consider inanimate things and we can we, we, we talk to them as the, as entities and so of course every single one of my paintings are entities and, and even a whole show can be an entity that I speak to quote unquote speak to and so so for example when I walk in the studio like every day and I will have well instead of painting one painting at a time I'll actually prepare a whole bunch of uh, surfaces that I can paint on and when I walk in every day into my studio I'll just ask ask the, all the canvases list if there are entities and say, hey, who would like to play with me today? You know, wow. that's the first one I ask. So, and as I, and, and, and I'll get a, I'll get a tug as, oh, okay, this piece. So then, and then, and then I'll ask the painting, is that what do you require of me today? What can we, you know, actualize today? And do, would you like, and there's so many questions you can ask, like, would you like a new color? Okay, so if the, and, and, if, and if I get a yes for a new color, then in, on my studio wall, I have a, a, um, like a hundreds of color swatches that's like lined up on the wall. And I said, show me which color would you like today? And then, and then I'll get a tug and say, oh, okay, that color. And then from once you, once you picked one color, then there's a tons of other questions you can ask. I said, is because it, uh, is it gonna be a glossy finish or a matte finish? Because I can you know, change the consistency and the and ingredients in my paint to uh, make it matte or glossy. Okay, so, and, would you, I'm painting, would you like this color to be really runny or would you like it to be really sticky and viscous? You know, so that's another question I can ask. And, and then I can, you know, adjust that accordingly. And then I can ask, well, would you like, how would you like me to apply this color to you? Would you like a brush? Would you like a sponge? Would you like my finger? Would you like some other tool? So I just keep asking, I just keep asking my painting and talking to them. And then, um, and the and these things and and, and I'll get I'll, I'll get the uh, the, uh, the next possibility and I'll, I'll choose okay and then of course and now that I have a tool like okay for example now I have a brush so, and brush you know of course has a stem and then say okay oh okay so would you like me to hold the brush closer to the bristles or would you like to hold me to hold the brush at the, at the other end of the butt because you can make very different marks when you are holding it very close to the bristle the hair or you can hold it very far away from the far end and you can make different kind of mark. And and so on and so on and then and then and then they're just like a zillion questions you can keep asking the painting and 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 things become actualized that way. Wow, that's super cool. I mean, that's yeah. like a level of um, like just presence with what you're doing. That is, I mean, that's a huge level of presence, mm-hmm. and and oh. it allows the painting to be what it wants to be rather than mm-hmm. you controlling it. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. But I do want to point out that, uh, the, uh, but the way that would make that make this whole thing work for me so far, is that, and, and that's the that, that's the most important SOP element in it to me is pulling from the future. Because, um, well, you know, when we're working on someone and we ask we, we, in SOP, we ask, you know, the person is like, if you can get anything out of it, what would it be? Yeah. And, and 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 that person would you know say something and then, and then we get that that is like a like a, a future they desire so and when we pull from the future or we ask for that future space to be actualized and keeping that future um, being in present with that future that we desire that that sets things in motion and so okay. so with the painting what I do is um, well, of course there's you know sometimes I already have a show lined up you know I have a deadline or you know say okay so 
and and I get a whole energy from that future show, the space of that future show, and 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 get a sense of okay, who is going to be receiving this, or or and 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 what kind of energy I would like to present to the people that will create the most out of this whole show experience. You know, how many months down the line from now, and pulling from that future that sets. Um, in, in motion. I mean, I mean, when I talk about you know choosing the paint, choosing the brush, I mean that's the 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 more the the, the sort of the downstream details. But I think what really sets it in motion is like you know asking, pulling from the future of that show and the people who are going to be receiving these images and the kind of energy they're going to be getting and and you know and, and that's that's what sets it in motion. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And do you notice that like as you're more present with what the show is looking for, what the art is looking for, what is possible for you to be as a facilitator of that. Like, how does that, I mean, that must just totally transform your world as the facilitator of all of that. Like to be sort of out of control and in that slipstream of creation, it's like, you know, can you talk like a little bit more about that and Oh, I love the way you use uh, slipstream. I love that term. Actually, yeah, um, yeah because um, my last my, my last show, the title I gave my last show is called um, the um, what what did I call it? Oh, the indefinite reveal. The indefinite reveal. Mm. Mm, cause cause like as cause I'm as I'm making I'm pulling the energy from the future of this show or or and Gary had you know taught us and not just the show the day the, the the duration of the show but maybe like ten years or t or five years or ten years after that show where all the people are going to be receiving from these paintings and you pull from it and then and you're making the marks and it's it's a constant state of reveal is that like, oh okay you know okay now now this is the current possible set of possibility and i'm making choices and then and then and then you make more marks and then and then sometimes i will like make a really start with a really big paintings and at some point i'll just cut it up into smaller pieces and really totally, you know yeah and totally do the destroy and create everything i did yesterday kind of thing with, with you know in a literal way and and, 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 then, <laughs> yeah, and, and start looking at the painting or, or, or as like four smaller paintings or eight small even smaller paintings and then and the, but, the, but but there will be like remnants of like little bits from previous times but they're no longer in the original context and you know it now is in the context of today as a smaller frame and you know and 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 then to make new marks from and and so so keeping it fresh that way and so that's also part and and so you know the whole idea of the indefinite reveal yeah <laughs> it is indefinite <laughs> oh wow that is so cool so do you have like like just technically speaking i'm just curious like do you have um uh like contracts with art galleries that you put your um that you do your your shows in like how does that all work that's just so interesting to me mm -hmm. well yeah i do have a gal i mean well in the quote-unquote normal um art world yes that's what artists are you 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 would um you would have a kind of like a like kind of like an actor would have an agent right so so artists have agents too and the galleries are the artist's agent and then, oh. and then they're yeah and their job is to you know to introduce your clientele to 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 this artist and then and then and just and and to choose you know they think oh okay uh, such and such person likes this sort of stuff so then maybe george's work will you know go well with this client and then and they and try to match us up yeah so so cool, cool. So, yeah yeah, that's that. That's the. But I just got um, 
but I just got this quote from Simone just the other day, and then just like, and I, and I, and I wrote it down, and, and I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna put it on a wall in my studio. Something about like, what is what is the what is, like what is the 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 like what would be like a like a like a a, a creative career that has never existed before? Like like what if we just don't do things the normal way? Quote unquote right. the normal way. Yeah. Right. So 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 uh, so now I'm gonna play with that and ask that question. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's so cool yeah what a what a different i don't know what a different world is possible yeah oh and and, and i'll bring up now to like um and a year about about a year and almost a year and a half ago i did a i did a show at the contemporary art museum here and um i was uh, and i used it as an opportunity to introduce access to people or to the art crowd through, right. through my art right right i i actually did uh, bar sessions is performance art in a museum. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And that, that was amazing. Yeah, you saw photos from that, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So 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 I have, yeah, in, in the middle of the room in the museum, I had a platform built and then with a nice lighting and then I had my massage bed there. And I have, the museum had a sign up on their website, you know, and we have, and I asked them to find people who've never experienced bars before. Uh, to to sign up and and it was it was all booked up before my show opened so I did you know I did two sessions a week there and and people watch me while I you know run somebody's bar in the middle of the show and then and 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 my surround and the and the, and the walls around uh, my my massage bed are my paintings and so it was a really amazing experience. So cool! Oh my god! Mm -hmm. God, that's I mean you're about as far on the cusp of. The creative edge is anybody. <laughs> it's just so cool. Oh, cool! Thank you. That's and so what cool. else is possible? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you look at these things that are just obvious to you in a way, and they're just so, um, like beyond this reality and different, uh, you know, as possible. But for you, it's like, uh, yeah, of course, this would be the way that it would be, and this is how we could create and. And it's, I just, I love listening to you speak and I love speaking with you because what's so, so foreign to others is so obvious to you and you create that way. And it's just, it's amazing. Well, thank, well, thank you for reminding me that, reminding me of that. Cause I, I, I yeah, I never, I, I never thought I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't been aware that much. Of, oh, okay. That's not what everybody else's thinks. Or, I know. Or I know it is nice to be reminded, isn't it? When you're so different and so out there and so, you know, paving your own path. It's, it's like, uh, isn't everybody doing this right now? <laughs> mm, I mean, there, it's like, there, there's so many, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to think of what other ways um, the SOP has, um, it, uh, like, like, well, okay, let me ask you this. Um, then. Yeah. Like, like when you, when you, like to me, to you, like what is like the being the walking talking SOP when like Dane, you know, asked, uh, uh, suggested that to us. Yeah. Well, that's a great question. I mean, one of the things that that I think um, is for for me sort of important to remember is like that it's two different realities, and it's like when I'm trying to it's like, I can't fix my life or fix this reality or fix money or fix 
the people around me or fix myself or try to make myself perfect in order to have the magic of the walking, talking symphony energy. And it's like, it's actually two different worlds. And so mm. for me, it's like, it's, I have to, and as I have more and more of that walking, talking SOP, it's like that comes from me asking for that rather than thinking I'm going to have something better by fixing myself or becoming perfect or becoming right somehow. Cause that's, you know, it's something that we're all taught so dynamically is that like, you have to get the right answer and you have to get it right. And then once everything's perfect, something better is going to happen, which is completely untrue. And so for me, it's like, I've been asking for that more and more. And like, um, for me right now, I'm really like kind of going through this phase where it's like, it's showing up more and more and I'm having more and more of that magic. And Mm -hmm. it really comes from me asking, what's it going to take for me to be this 24 seven? And -hmm. it's like, what can I be that would allow more of this in my life? And what can Mm -hmm. I, what can I generate that would allow more of this in my life? And I was actually talking to Gary about it and like how Mm -hmm. to have more of that energy. And, and he, you know, he lives as that energy too. And, and, and um, I said, like, how did you get to the place where you're being that magic 24 seven? And he's like, I asked what choices I could make that would create that as the future. Like, mm. he's like I, and I said, you chose towards this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I chose. It's the choices that I made. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's just, mm. it's just so amazing that the, the I mean, you can't, unless you want to know that you're a super powerful being, it's like, you can't understand that your choice creates, because if you actually Mm. understand that your choice creates, that's Mm. serious amounts of power. And Mm. when you get that something in your whole world changes and you can never go back. Well, you can try to go back. (laughs) I guess I've (laughs) equivocated back and forth trying to hide Mm. the fact that I know that, but if you truly get it, then it's like, um, you know, each choice can mm-hmm. make like just just is such a deciding factor in like what mm-hmm. you get tomorrow or the day after. And so for me, it's like the cho- I'm I've been really asking like what choices can I make that will allow more of the walking, talking symphony of possibilities energy. Awesome. Um, I, I would like to add to that because because uh, um, I, I, there's something I want to say, but but I I was like. A little bit um, too excited just a few minutes ago, so that's why I asked you instead. But now that I got to listen to you and thank you for um, talking about it um, and, yeah. uh, in the way that you do, but but now I had a moment to to like gather myself. I know now I know what I would like to add to that, and, yes. and I hope <laughs> and I hope we have a few more. Minutes. Like maybe our time is coming really up really soon. But I'll just add, um, and this could be a whole other. Um, podcast topic maybe but i just introduce it here but it's like in addition to being a, a visual artist um while um I've, I've been you know i mean i moved back to taiwan since i lived in the united states and and while i was here i was also um a jazz i was also the lead singer of a jazz band for eight years <laughs> wow and, yeah so so i know this is and this could be a whole um, but anyway but one of the interesting thing is like i started access already when i um started doing the jazz singing and 
And one of the things that like, it's like I, uh, when I'm performing, um, instead of um, asking, um, and, and so I'm thinking, okay, this is the song, I'm reading the notes and I'm singing it to the audience. And obviously we learned the, the tools of pulling from the audience and all that kind of, you know, pull the right voice for you tools, but also treating those songs like they're entities as well. And ask, in, instead of me, I'm the person singing the song, I actually ask the entity of the song to sing me like, like, you know, for example, like I will sing Autumn Leaf, the song, and I'll ask the entity Autumn Leaf to use me as the tool to, to, to help Autumn Leaf to be actualized in this moment, in this show. And, wow. and, 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 so, so, and so it's about like asking something to vibrate me in a sense. And so, so, so for me, being the walking, talking SOP, like to me, that it's quite literally, you know, uh, sometimes an audio, uh, audible, and sometimes not an audible vibration. And I ask to be it as like I ask the vibration to sing me, to shake me up, to vibrate me, and literally, oh. you know, asking for that. Yeah, and that, and 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 yeah. you really have to be willing to like receive information. Like I think that's one of the reasons why we don't. Do this stuff is like you, it, and like what you're talking about is like receiving information and not controlling that information. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And mm -hmm. and when you need to be right or be perfect, you have to control every piece of information or energy that comes towards you. You can't just receive it. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. just part of of being out of control and receiving is just so much a part of what you're saying and being vulnerable and all that it's like all, everything we're learning in access <laughs> yes yes totally mm -hmm. totally mm -hmm. well i have to um finish it up here uh mm -hmm. george but i would love to have you on for a part two because i could just talk talk to you about this stuff forever it's just I know. so fascinating so i'm so, having so much fun thank you <laughs> yes so hopefully maybe in a in a couple of weeks we can record uh another episode because there's just so much more to talk about Okay, sure. Okay, and, awesome. And, and whatever we did today, we, we send it out there and to whoever's listening, we'll pull from them. And then and it's a co-creation. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. So, and thank you all for being, for listening and for being a part of this and listening to these podcasts and, and, you know, being willing to have this difference in your world and the consciousness that is available. And uh, thank you, George, for coming on and, and, uh, just creating that every everything you do in the world thank you and thank you for asking me to come over and play <laughs> yeah oh, i'm so glad mm -hmm. that you did mm -hmm. awesome. thank you right. you're welcome and thank you and thank you everybody listening bye-bye bye-bye thanks for joining me on another episode of a different reality it would be awesome if you could share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm always looking to spread the seeds of consciousness. And you can find me on my website at juliasotis.com. Until next time, what energy, space, consciousness, and choice can you be to create a reality totally beyond this reality with total ease?